Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. Today, I want to bring glory to God. I want to honor him. I want to exalt him. Oh, King Jesus, the King of kings, Lord of lords. He is my king. He's the king of glory. He's the king of the universe. He is the king of creation. He is the king of this world. He is the king even over the realm of darkness. He is king over my life. Hallelujah. When Jesus became my king, when he came into my life and started to rule as king, I tell you, my life is blessed. My life has peace. Oh, I'm so thankful that in these difficult times and these times that we are going through, oh, the whole world is in such a chaos. The whole world is in such a pain. So many people have lost a loved one. So many people have lost their job, their security, even their homes. So many people have no food to feed their children. So many people are suffering in their body. They are sick. They are in pain. But hallelujah, King Jesus is there. King Jesus wants to help them. King Jesus wants to help you. He is the mighty conqueror. Oh, he has conquered all my enemies, and I'm set free. Hallelujah. He has cast from me every bondage of sin. He has cast from my life every chain that the enemy put around me. I am free. Hallelujah. And God wants to set you free and he wants to help you, and he wants to rule in your life with all his goodness. Oh, hallelujah. I just feel so strong in the Lord this day, even though in my body I'm not the strongest at this time. Oh, but I feel so strong in the Lord because his goodness is there flowing like a river. His strength is here through the Holy Spirit. He has given me such love. Oh, I'm so thankful for the love of God that flowed into my life because of King Jesus. King Jesus, what he did upon the cross. When people are born, they are not born as a king. They are born as a prince to be king. But it says that famous Christmas story, when the wise men of the East came to Jerusalem, they said, where is he that is born king? Oh, he was born king. That is very unique. Nobody is born king, but Jesus, he was born king. Even as that baby laying in that manger in a stable, born from those simple parents, Mary and Joseph, Yes, born the Son of God, brought forth through the Holy Spirit that came over Mary. Oh, he is king. He was king of eternity. He was king in that manger, and he is king still today. Glory to him. And he's not just a king sitting somewhere high on the throne. He is a shepherd king, a shepherd king. He comes to us not to lord over us and rule over us, and wants us to give our life for him, wants us to die for him, to do battle for him. No, he went and came down to this earth, and he did battle for us, and he died in our place. I tell you, which king? I ask you, which king would do that in these days? But Jesus, he did it. He is the Lord of glory, but he came down and became man. Oh, he came down in the flesh, and he gave himself 
upon the cross of Calvary for you, for me. But he's not a dead king. No, after three days, he rose out of the grave and he is alive today forevermore. I'm so thankful. And I want to go to a story and and it's a big story, but I just want to take it to a few verses. Second Samuel chapter 19, verse 9 and 10. And let me first read these verses And then I'll just give a little of the backdrop of the story, and we'll go to the verse that the Lord has really put upon my heart to share with you today. It says, Meanwhile, the whole populace was now complaining to its leaders. Wasn't it King David who saved us time and again from our enemies and rescued us from the Philistines? And now he has had to flee to the country on account of Absalom. And now this Absalom, whom we made king, is dead in battle. So what are you waiting for? Why don't you bring the king back? That is the title of the message today. Bring the king back. In different translations, it says, why are you hesitating? In other words, why are you waiting? Why are you hesitating? In another translation, It says, why are you silent? Why do you keep silent? Send word to the king that he will come back to be our king. I hope you know the story, but else I would like to encourage you to read it again in 2 Samuel. It's about David. David, he was sitting upon the throne and he was ruling, but his son Absalom was not happy. He felt he should be king. And there's a little history there. There were some things in his life that put frustration in him, that made him angry with his father. And and if you read that history, I can understand it. But still, those things do not justify what he was about to do. Absalom had a whole agenda. He had a whole plan. Every day, he went to the city gates. Well, he didn't just go there, but he had employed 50 men who walked before him. He had bought a great chariot with horses and he rode to the gate and he would stand there and greet the people early in the morning as they went into the city. And he would come down from his chariot and he would say, hey, my friend, who are you? Where do you come from? What is your problem? Why are you here today? And they would explain their story. Well, such and so happened in my life. And and then, and then well, I'm suffering. And then, so I'm going to the king. I'm asking him to do something about this situation in my life. And Absalom, he would say, oh, my friend, oh, I see that you have justice on your side. Oh, but so sad that the king doesn't have time for people like you. So sad that the king has no heart for you. So sad that you are not on his mind that he is so busy with other things, with his own life, with other things, that that he doesn't care for someone like you. Or if, if there could only be someone there who would really care for the people, who would care for someone like you, like, like me. Oh, if I would be there, I would take care of you. I would give justice to you. I would fight for you. Oh, and then they would bow down before him. But he would say, no, don't bow down before me. Who am I? I'm just one of you. I'm your brother. And so he did this for four years. Four years, he was going to the gate of the city every day, early in the morning, talking lies about the king 
talking lies about himself. Oh, he acted like the king had no heart for the people. He acted like the king had no mind for the people. And he was talking like he himself had such a compassion for the people. He would do everything for them. Oh, do you know these kinds of people? Well, I know these kinds of people, and I have experienced these kinds of people in my life. Oh, they talk bad about the king. They talk trash about the king. And they talk about themselves in a way that they are the Messiah. But they are not the Messiah. They have a whole agenda. They have a whole plan. They have no heart for the people. They have no love for the people. All they want is to reach their own goal. And they want to use the people for that. And so they are manipulating. It's a manipulative spirit. It's an evil thing. As they talk trash about the king, the king who has given his life, who has fought many battles. David, he has fought so many battles to save the people of Israel, to set them free of the Philistines. If an enemy would come, David would always go forward and he would lead the armies. He didn't stay in his own palace. He didn't send others to do his work. No, he put his life on the line for the people because he loved the people, because he had compassion for them. And so he brought prosperity in the land. He brought the blessings of the Lord in the land. Oh, he fought those battles for the people, not for himself, for the people, that they would be free, that they would have a home, that they would have safety and security, oh, that they would have crops and nobody would come to rob those crops. He brought blessing upon their life and he set them free and he put his life on the line for them. Oh, and Absalom, he would never do that. No, he was always fighting for himself for his own honor, justifying himself. He was there to take the throne by force, to take the throne that he had no right upon, to take that throne through treachery. Oh, and he took it with all these lies as he was lying about the real king and he was lying about himself. And so there came that moment that they went to David and they said, David, after these four years of him winning the hearts of the people through these lies. And sometimes you see this happening in churches. You see this happening in politics. You see this happening in society, that there are those that they look so glorious. Oh, but they are evil, 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 just like Absalom was evil. And yes, he had some history there. And yes, all things should have gone different. And yes, he was hurt, etc., etc. But what he did... Oh, nothing justifies what he did. And so after four years, he got such a might and power that he felt strong enough to take the throne away from David by force. And they came to David and they said, David, oh, Absalom, all the hearts of the people are with him and he's coming here to take the throne. And David said, well, if we don't leave now, if we don't run away, if we don't flee, then... Absalom will come and he will kill everyone in the city and everyone in the palace. And so he went with a, a group of people, those that were loyal to him, and he went over the Jordan and he even had to flee into the desert. Oh, he left 10 of his wives behind to take care of the palace and the palace things. And so Absalom came into the palace and he took that palace and he sat upon the throne that he had no right upon. And he went upon the roof 
and he put out a tent and he laid with those wives of David to put David ashamed and to show the people all oh, that he was the king, he was the mighty one, the strong one. Oh, isn't this exactly what the devil wants to do? He wants to take the bride of Jesus and he wants to put Jesus ashamed by sleeping with the bride of Jesus, the church of Jesus, the believers in Christ. Oh, the devil wants to come, especially to those that have given their life and are living in a vow unto Jesus. He wants to put them to shame and defile them. Oh, that's what the devil wants to do. Oh, it's a terrible thing. Even though he brings himself as an angel of life, he is evil. And we see it in the world today. Well, David was there, but he had a group of heroes. He had a group of those that were faithful and they fought battle against Absalom and all the traitors and they had victory. 20,000 people died that day. That's because of Absalom's agenda. That's because of Absalom's lies. He put all those lives in danger and he tore the country apart and 20,000 people died there. And then we come to the scripture that I just read with you. The people now, they had lost Absalom and Absalom, who they had made king in David's place, he did not make do on one of his promises. He was gone now. And who was there to protect them now? Who was there that would fight for them now against the Philistines and the other enemies of Israel? Who was there to bring security into the land and help them to rule in safety? Well, no one was there and no one wanted to take that place and no one had a right to take that place. And so they started talking to each other and they started remembering or they had forgotten because of the lies of Absalom, they had forgotten David. They had forgotten what David had done for them. They had forgotten the blessings that David had brought to them. But now, when Absalom was dead, they started to remember. And they said, oh, isn't it David? Wasn't it David who fought for us? Wasn't it David who defeated the Philistines? Wasn't it David who defeated our enemies? Wasn't it David that brought prosperity into the land? Wasn't it David that gave us security that we could live in peace? And they said, yes, so why are we still waiting? Why are we hesitant? Oh, why are we silent? Let us send word to bring the king back. Well, I believe this story describes many today. Oh, they once served Jesus, and Jesus fought their enemies. He fought sin. He fought the devil. He fought every demon. He fought darkness. He fought every attack that was against them. Oh, Jesus fought for them and he brought victory and he brought forgiveness and he brought blessing and he set them free of every bondage and they were living under King David in prosperity, in blessing. But there was an Absalom that came. Oh, you have a lot of modern Absaloms today. And Absalom started to speak trash about the king. Oh, he didn't do it in such a public, open way that you could immediately recognize it. But slowly he was putting the seeds in the hearts 
of the people that they were not content anymore, that they were not thankful anymore. And maybe you are this person. Oh, yes, you are a Christian, but you're not thankful anymore. You're not content to be a Christian and live the Christian life anymore. You're not happy anymore. You have lost your joy because of the lies of Absalom. And now you are saying, oh, I made Absalom king in the place of David. I cast away David and I started to serve Absalom, but Absalom, oh, he didn't fulfill one of his promises. Oh, he didn't give me blessing and all. He didn't set me free of all. No, oh, we are in despair. We are torn apart. That's the result. That's the fruit of Absalom's works. And where am I now? Now I have no king at all in my life. Now I'm here on my own and I don't know what to do anymore. Where and how can I get blessing and peace and joy back into my life? Well, King Jesus is there. King Jesus, oh, you sent him away and he had to cross the Jordan and he fled into the desert, but he is there. He is there. And now, oh, why are you waiting Why are you hesitant? Why don't you send word to the king, send a prayer to King Jesus and ask him to return into your life? Jesus must be king. He is king of the universe. If he's not king of the universe, oh, I tell you, all the planets would crash and the sun would freeze and the stars would fall. It's Jesus keeping them in their place. It's Jesus who is king of creation. It's Jesus who is king even over the realm of darkness keeps them within their barriers. It's Jesus who is in your life, the one that brings life and blessings and goodness of the Father to you. It's because of Jesus. He fought your battles. He took your place upon the cross. He died your death. It's because of him that you are free, my dear friend. And maybe you cast him off. Maybe you sent him away because of the lies of Absalom. But today, today, why are you waiting Why are you hesitant? Send word and bring the king back. My friends, bring the king back into your life, into the palace, into your heart, upon the throne of your heart. Let King Jesus sit there once again and rule with justice, rule with peace, rule with joy, rule with all the blessings, all the promises that we have in his word. Are you ready right now? Can I pray with you right now? Does this describe your story? Does this describe your life? Maybe you say, well, John, it doesn't describe my life, but it sure describes the life of my neighbor. It sure describes the life of this friend that I have or once knew. It describes the life of my children or of my wife, my husband, my parents. Well, what are you doing to bring the king back into their life? Are you doing something to bring the king back in their life? Maybe you felt after hearing this word, well, this is not for me because, oh, I didn't send the king away. Oh, the king is sitting upon my heart. He is sitting and ruling in my life. He is king of kings in my life. So this word is not for me today. It's a wonderful word, but it's not for me today. But my dear friend, what are you doing to bring the king back? in the life of your children, in the life of your parents, in the life of your husband, your wife, in the life of your neighbors, in the life of that brother or sister who used to come to church, who used to be your friend. Oh, but now, oh, they have left and gone their own way, the way of Absalom, or in the lives of your colleagues at work. 
Oh, my dear friend, what are you doing? Oh, maybe you don't need to pray this prayer for yourself. But then I want to ask you to intercede for those that you know that need to bring the king back into their lives. Oh, I want you to intercede, but not only intercede in your inner room at home. I also want you to give testimony to them. Maybe it's time to call them. Maybe it's time to make a visit appointment and to speak to them about Jesus, to speak to them about the King of Kings and how they need to bring him back into their lives. But now let's pray with those for whom this word is personally. Say, Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. Father, Oh, I have sent the king away, the king of kings, your son. And because I sent him away, I sent you away. Lord, I listened to the lies of Absalom, and I surrendered myself to Absalom and his lies. It was my fleshly heart that chose Absalom and to live that lie and to follow those things of this world. And because of that, I sent King Jesus away. I neglected him. I did not pay attention to it, but but now I feel he's gone. And because he's gone, the enemy can come and attack me once again because Jesus is gone. Who's there to protect me? The blessing has left me because the king of blessing is gone. The blessing is gone. But Lord, today, oh, I don't want to wait one more minute. I want to ask you, send King Jesus back into my life. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. Cleanse me through the blood that he shed for me upon the cross of Calvary. Lord, cleanse me, make me holy. And Lord, let King Jesus come into my mind, come into my heart, come into this temple. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and my heart is the throne upon which I want King Jesus to sit. I want him to rule in my life because I know where Jesus rules, he rules with blessing, he rules with justice, he rules with holiness, he rules with peace. Lord, I need Jesus to be my king. I cannot do without Jesus as my king. Lord, right now, let Jesus come into my life as my king. I bow before him. I submit myself to him. And Lord, I ask forgiveness, but I also rejoice, Lord, because of the promises in your word that I know that you will answer this prayer and Jesus will come back once again, just as we read in the story, as David came back, Lord, and the enemy was defeated, so also the enemy in my life is defeated right now, and Jesus is back in my life, and Lord, help me never to come to this point again. Help me, Lord, to follow Jesus every day of my life. I thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 